Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Anywhere fine podcasts are available, be sure to hit that subscribe button and that little bell notify thing next to it so you always know when the new Going In Raws go up. Larson, where else can we be found? Patreon. Patreon.com slash Steven Larson. Uh, we just updated it last week. Yes. Uh, revamped tiers. Yeah. Um, including the $5 tier, which is now, I think, without a doubt, <laughs> best value. Definitely best value. But you know what? We had a lot of people uh, promoting themselves from ring crew to low-level WWE, uh, low-level going in raw writer yeah. and $10 tier so they can vote on what pay-per-view reviews we do. I mean, in all honesty. Every Sunday. Every tier. Except maybe one is is a quality value. Are you talking about the one dollar or the two hundred thousand? Two hundred thousand dollar tier. Somebody on our comments said, "If you guys don't want the two hundred thousand dollars, why are you? Why is it even a tier? It's not real. Why is it a tier? <laughs> I don't know. We man. just think it's funny. It's I guess it's funny. Jeez." You know, a sense of humor. Anyways, you know what I forgot to do yesterday? You forgot to uh, name oh. off this past week's new oh, pledges. Oh, I did. Uh, let's see if I can figure this out now. Okay, so this is going back to last Tuesday. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Um, if anybody gets left out, let me know, and I will let you know. But here are the pledges. You know, you know patrons are opening their, their wallets to us, man, so I'm going to at least give them a shout-out. That's what you get starting from the $1 tier. So that, again... Best value. Yes. Here we go. Sean Hulver, Wayne Lynch, Cactus Luke, Charlie, Joe Shea, Wayne Headley, Lee Fox, Jeff Guthert. I had a, I had a, a run of really easy names, and then I got Jeff Guthert. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, list of Jericho champion, Bailey Dixon, Chris Clark, Mike Demopoulos, the kayfabe mark, Tyson Lee, Ryan Mizushima, 
Jack Dolan, Brandon Young, Sam Carcano, Daniel Hyatt, uh, Felatio Nelson. <laughs> That's a real name, Felatio Nelson. Uh, I'm the Dan with the plan. Los Gobernable, Blake the Devil Bevel, Matty Robs, Hitman Antaldo, Robert Stack, uh, Cormizrantha, Trevor Powers, N. Beck, 27, Hey, Fuck That Guy, Nicholas Kent, Saibutsu, Nick Kelly, Roland Provost, Chris Coburn, Fred Bemis, Mark J. Betters II, Patrick McCommons, Forrest McDonald, The Reliable Reject, James Fenwick, Asher, Cheese It Christ, Brock Without the K. Lesnar, Jonathan Jeb, Craig Black, James the Highland Scott, Rainmaker, Mark, James Spicer, Will Hayden, Brian McCann, Tris Conway, Ryan Ricotta, Vincente Ariola, Nigel Forsyth, The Eater of Fruits, Bray Diet, Sasha Baron Corbin, Charlie, Undisputed Niagara Falls Champion, Matt Edwards, uh, Benjamin Aberly, Ryan Halliday, Zasor, and Jerwin Garcia. They all kicked in money there on the Patreon, and I'm very excited that they did that. That's fantastic. Thank you, Thank very, you very much, much, everybody. We really, really appreciate it. So, anyways, um, we're also on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in raw. We have 10 designs. They're great. Yes. Yeah, anyways, let's get on. Let's start talking about SmackDown, Larson, another Wonderful. So what are you doing right now? I'm working on this week's count out while you're reading off those names. Okay. Well, we have a show to do. I understand. I'm engaged in the show right now. Do that I'm multitasking. Lunch. Do that during lunch. Well, I have other things uh, for that show yeah. to do during lunch. I have to write notes. You have to write notes for the count out so we know what to talk about. Oh, that's a good. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, so anyway, SmackDown. Yeah. Um, another fun show. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's funny. SmackDown has sort of set the bar a bit high for themselves. And so when things, they, they can have, like, a mediocre episode, feel yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, but I thought this was, this was good. Yeah, there were some highlights. There were some highlights. I'm going to look at the notes here real quick. I mean, AJ versus Dolph, another great match. Dude, I mean, look, the main event was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens. And I was sad they didn't do the spot where Kevin Owens went flying off the I apron know. and Shinsuke no-sold it. I was I hoping know. they would throw back to that. But that's probably not what they want to be doing with their bodies at this point. No. So, but that's such a great spot. It is such a great spot. I haven't seen, did you watch Ring of Honor posted on their Twitter or something, a link to the, the video of their first encounter? Oh, yeah. At War, it was War of the Worlds 2014. Oh, okay. And... Uh, and I, I've not seen that match. I would really like to to compare and contrast. I feel like the match that they had last night, they sort of they they didn't give us all the juice. Well, no, but also Kevin Owens has a broken thumb. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's probably not wrestling, man. You know, to his full you know what, ability he, right now. He can give us a five star match with a friggin' broken hand. He can all oh, I know. fingers. I know. I I do think that they tone it down a little bit because you know there's you more to come. You don't want to give all this up on a on a regular episode. Of more to come. But still, it was a lot of fun. Who doesn't want to see Kevin Owens versus Shinsuke? Nakamura? I know. Uh, so yeah, it opened up though. With uh, Shane coming down, and he had all the women's Money in the Bank competitors, and they unveiled the beautiful yeah. new Money in the Bank briefcase briefcase for the women's Money in the Bank match. It was lovely. It was white, sort of echoing the women's championship title with the white strap. This was primarily a white briefcase yes. with gold trim. Yes. The standard Money in the Bank logo looked like a million bucks. It did. It looked great. There were some gasps. 
some audible gasps mm-hmm. in the crowd. And then uh, loved it. kind of uh, one by one, each of the competitors um, delivered short promos, mm-hmm. uh, more or less making their case to win that match. Uh, yeah. Starting off with uh, James Ellsworth and Carmella. Yeah. They were first. Of course, James Ellsworth dropped a couple does into his promo. I love you know he gets such a reaction when he picks up that mic he gets a big reaction. Yep. Either people hate him or people are slightly tickled by him like yeah. me. Yeah. I'm very tickled. And by then him. Uh, Charlotte interrupted. Mm-hmm. You know she said something like, uh, you know, called a uh, uh, I am the queen. Pr- I am the princess. And said, well, now it's time for the queen to to talk. Yeah. Um, next was Natalia. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got into a little back and forth about their family's wrestling legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, next, Becky Lynch. Yes. Um, and after that, Tamina, mm-hmm. and I believe she more or less said, "You all you guys do is talk. Um, come Money in the Bank, I'm going to win. Post Money in the Bank, I want to see a push for Tamina. Yeah. I like her. I, think I do, too. Her little slight sort of repackaging mm-hmm. um, looks really good on her. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think they can really book her. She could be, I mean, it's kind of obvious the comparison, but she could be sort of the Nia Jax. Yeah, and I feel like every time she gets some more time on the mic, she gets more confident. Yeah, no, I and think... And they keep it short. I know, that's the thing. I think that they can learn with her what they're kind of doing wrong a little bit with Nia Jax. Nia Jax talks, and she doesn't even talk that much, but when she does, it's just not, it doesn't really fit who I think her character really is. I know. There's such. I wonder how, how much Nia would benefit from unscripted promos. Because her trash talk in the ring is fantastic. Yeah. She's really good at talking trash in the ring because it feels genuine. That could be. But I think, I mean, I, I would speculate that there's a bit of a difference when you don't have a mic all over oh, yeah. the grill. Yeah. And like a camera pointed directly at your face and everybody, the, the entire focus is on you as opposed to you're in there, there's action going on, it can be a little sloppy, and then you can just sort of toss out whatever comes to your head. But... If she were to sit down, maybe, like, kind of going along the same lines, if she sat down with whoever's writing for her and said, okay, what do you want me to say? I'll put it into my own words. Yeah. that Something like that might be able to help. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, Tamina, uh, Naomi started <laughs> She started to talk. She didn't have anything to do for Money in the Bank. She has nothing to do. And then we had the, the debut, return debut, as a singles competitor anyways debut. Yes. Lana came down. Um, and she was a big smile on her face, wearing a lovely evening evening gown. Yeah, she and she got a, a little shimmy. A pretty good pop from the crowd. She, well, yeah, everybody loves Lana. Oh, Who I don't love Lana. Are you kidding me? Jeez, they're all probably following her on Instagram. My goodness. Anyways, um, she looked like a million bucks. She was doing her little dancing. I, I don't know how much the dancing thing is going to... Well, last night it didn't really... Uh, it there was, was nothing. There yeah. wasn't really anything, no. She was sort of doing a little bit of, you know... Uh, dancing, coming down the aisle yeah. a little bit. Both but she came down and, and immediately wanted a title shot. <laughs> Shane, you know what's funny, too, is that I've noticed this. Shane is the best at being inconvenienced by it. Shane cannot multitask. Not easily, anyways. Not without being very grumpy about it. Yes. Like, somebody, he'll be like, oh, man, I'm dealing with this situation. What do you want? This isn't the time. And so he told that to Lana. He says, Lana, this isn't the time, and this doesn't work for me right now. And Lana says, well, Shane, if it, do, if it works for me, I can make it work for you or something like that. It was very, I mean, it was very cute. It was very charming. Yeah. Very cute. Um, but uh, then my, 
Naomi just started laughing at her and started clowning her, saying, I mean, honestly, she's saying what everybody else is thinking. You know, like, we love Lana, but come on. You haven't done anything. I know. You've had one match two years ago at WrestleMania, and it was part of a, a, a tag match. Eight person tag, yeah. eight woman tag match. Exactly. And yeah. then, like, did she, did, so did they ever do. Rusev and Summer Rae versus Dolph and Lana. Did they ever do that as a mixed gender thing? Mixed segment? I don't believe so. I don't, I don't know. But uh, anyways, her resume on TV, because we know that she's been on the house circuit on the NXT. Yeah, circuit, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like honing her singles game. Yeah, That's but her, her resume on WWE TV is, is pretty much non-existent. Yeah, exactly. It's one match. And so Naomi was clowning it. There was a great little throwaway shot of, uh, or like you see. Oh, of Becky and Charlotte. Sipping tea, which apparently is a thing. I don't know what that is, but it was hilarious. Yeah. I, I love that they get to, for right now, they get to sort of display their friendship. Yes. On air, because it's hilarious. It is. Um, so anyways, uh, Naomi just ran down Lana. Ran her down. It was great. And then uh, and Shane McMahon pretty much agreed. He was like, "Hey, you don't get to be Say, this is a land of opportunity, but you have to earn your chance. You chances. have to earn it." Lana huffed and puffed, and she left. Uh, so, anyways, that led to a six-man, six-woman tag match. Yes, uh, the faces versus the heels. Um, Lana came down and distracted uh, Naomi, which allowed Tamina right to yes. pick up the win with a vicious super kick. Yes. That was 100% right there, man. Yeah. That was a good super kick. I like Great Tamina, kick. I like Tamina. Yeah, I do too. I hope she goes far. Me too. Uh, let's see here. Then we had Shane backstage. He happened to walk into a room that had the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal trophy just hanging out in there. I'm trying to think of the storyline logic, the kayfabe logic there. Did he, didn't, he didn't seem like uh, uh, he had an appointment with Mojo because it seemed like Mojo just walked in too. It was like Mojo Raleigh's version of the horse head from God. Uh, oh, is that what it was? From Godfather, yeah. It was like, I'm going to put this in Shane's office, in his impromptu office. To remind him that, remind that him. Mojo is here and he wants opportunity too. Exactly. So then we got Ernest Mojo yes. Raleigh. We got Shane. When I won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, I thought this was going to open up doors for me. He was very earnest. I love Ernest Mojo. Oh, I do too. I think it's great. He needs to do something like Vince used to do on commentary, which is be mellow, yes. and then just pivot yeah. into be mellow Mojo, and yeah. then pivot like that. No gray area. To hype. No in between. No, to hype Mojo. <laughs> hype on a dime. Yep. Um, yeah, so anyways, uh, he you know he says, hey, I haven't been here. And Shane McMahon says, a lot of people haven't been here. He Ty Dillinger. Ty, yeah. <laughs> and Luke, Luke Harper got a pop. Because he said, he said, Ty Dillinger, nothing. Luke Harper, and then the crowd went I crazy think, in I the think arena. Luke Harper's from um, the Rochester area. He's not. On he was the in the dark match. He picked up the win during the dark match. Who did he fight? Um, it was, no, it was Luke Harper, Ty, and American Alpha against the Ascension, and two other uh, wrestlers. I, I, I didn't catch who. Was Aiden English one of them? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that makes sense. So, anyways. Um, yeah, Luke. I mean, regardless of where he's from or that, I mean, that, that you're probably right. That probably is the reason. But people love Luke Harper. Yeah, they want to see the dude. Yes, they want to see him out there. Glad you agree with me that he's the dude. Somebody, man, I have to print that out. Somebody sent. I have to. And I have to oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That great drawing. Yeah, it was fantastic. My faction that I want to see. So Mojo wanted uh, an opportunity to be a part of the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, it's a little crowded at that point, Mojo. Yeah, be seven people. It's I know many. that's a lot. So Shane said, "Okay." Oh, Mojo also said. You know, there's only one person on the SmackDown roster right now who has beaten Jinder Mahal. Yeah. And that's Mojo. Since he returned, yeah. Yes. Mojo Raleigh. So Shane says, okay, Mojo, if you win your match tonight, 
you will be uh, placed in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Mm-hmm. Your opponent, Jinder Mahal. Yeah. And so Mojo was very happy about that. He thought he had it in the bag. Yes. Mojo had dreams of being WWE champion. Well, it wasn't a title match. Right. No, no, no. But Money in the Bank. Yeah. Yeah. And cash in on a guy he already already beat Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. Easy path. Easy path. Well, you would think. Absolutely. Next, AJ Styles had a rematch against Dolph. Who doesn't Another love this? Another solid match. Who doesn't love this? Who doesn't want to see AJ versus Dolph? I'm telling you, we kind of take SmackDown for granted. Because I was like, yeah, that was a good episode. But, I mean, come on. This is all great stuff. If Raw had this any, you know, on any given Monday, it'd be like, oh, my God, Raw's rebounded. It's great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, they started out this match a little differently than their previous this one. This was a completely different match. Uh, it started out more technical. Yeah. Really fast paced. Yeah. And then towards the second half, it got a lot more physical. Yeah. And, uh. The technical fast pace. Okay. So it says in my notes. Um, I'm, having, I'm having you contribute to the notes. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> $10 pages are going to get these. Uh, got more physical, more fast paced. They really have this really good thing where they can be a bit sloppy, mm-hmm. but it adds to the story of the match. It makes yeah. it feel more intense. Yeah. It doesn't seem like, it seems like they're being purposely sloppy versus yeah, like at one sloppy. Point, sort of kind of towards the heading towards the finish. Uh, AJ was going to go for the phenomenal forearm. Oh, that was a good spot. But once again, Dolph was able to thwart No, that. no, that's not what happened. What AJ happened? was going for the forearm. Yeah, he saw that Dolph was going oh. to come to thwart it, yeah. and he didn't end up jumping on the rope. That's right. He did the, yeah. the thing. And then he, yeah. he hit Dolph. And then uh, he rolled through on a pin attempt, picked him up for a Styles Clash, and won. Yeah, Dolph had his head all the way back from like from the pin attempt. He put his head back, <laughs> and then AJ rolled it through and gave him a beautiful looking Styles Clash. Mm-hmm. Rolled him over, he got the win. That was good. It was a good match. Yeah. So it was. I like this. Who doesn't want to see this? I like that they're having all the all the competitors. Everybody in Money in the Bank, they're really good wrestlers. Yeah. So. You know, why not have them just square off between now and then? we got a couple weeks. This is a scenario where I don't mind 50-50 booking. Yeah, I me mean neither. It makes total sense. it builds up the story of Money yeah. in the Bank. No, it totally makes, makes sense. makes the match more unpredictable. Absolutely. And they, they're still pushing that Dolph is the only guy who's he's been in Money in the Bank, I think, six times. Mm-hmm. One at once. Successfully cashed in. Yeah. Uh, so then we had we had the new fa- we had a new fashion files. Yeah, great. This time co-starring The New Day. This is what we've been wanting to see. Um, I felt like I, I I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, the the back and forth, especially you could tell Big E. You can it's been obvious for ages, but you can tell out of the three, Kofi's great, Xavier's great, Big E has comedic timing in oh, his yeah. blood. Oh yeah, he's got that in his blood. When they said, "What is this day one?" or is this something like a day one help? What do you know about their day one being H or something like that? And then uh, Biggie said ish, and immediately Tyler Breeze said Gesundheit, and he said thank you. Mm-hmm. It was just it was rapid fire comedy. It was I great. love I love the bit where uh, uh, the New Day gave uh, the Fashion Police the the rompers, and then Fandango went on an extended kind of bit about how he doesn't take bribes. It's, yeah. I'm a dancer, but I'm not I'm no dirty dancer. <laughs> Well, the fun, to me, this, this, and they do the reveal where Tyler is going and changing the romper and he gets in there and he's like, ugh. But the funnier thing to me was when they give Fondango oh, the romper. He throws it down. He throws it. They, they said, no, you're not supposed to throw it. You're supposed to wear it. And he throws it down again. They're like, why do you keep doing that? Yeah. So that was good. I don't know. I thought it was good. I just, I want to see, I want to see more of it. I feel like, I feel like they have a lot 
and they didn't quite nail everything they could do. So I want to see be, a lot it more. It could be a situation, like we mentioned with the Shinsuke Kevin Owens match. We'll see a lot more. That there's more to come. A lot more. Because more to come. Day. So the premise was New Day wanted info on their Money in the Bank opponents, the Usos. Yes. And one of the great things, and once again, this is something I'll always love, is the their... Uh, bulletin board behind them. Yes, like there was like a, a four pictures of uh, Michael Hayes, and it says like repeat offender. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It was good. There's a lot of little things like that. Yeah, so it was very funny. It was very good. I loved it. Uh, let's see here. Mojo Raleigh versus Jinder Mahal was up next. I love Jinder's entrance, man. Yeah, freaking rad. Yeah, dude. And it's not they don't they're not using that horrible script. What is it? Is it papyrus? Mm. It's papyrus. They were using that with him before because it like looks. I guess it looks like I, I don't know some. I don't know. It's so stupid. It's a font that I think you see a lot used in sort of you know Middle Eastern type environ or Indian environs. You know, the papyrus. Script. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like it's the most obvious thing to use with a guy who's of Indian descent. Canadian, but his parents or whatever. Anyways, uh, but they change it. They they have some cool new yeah. new font. Looks like his T-shirt. He he walks out and like the the little there's like a carpet sort of rolling digitally behind him. It was great. Yeah, know. and then uh, they wait till a certain point in his music for the actual Titantron to. Yeah, because I was like, what, so does he not get any Titantron video? Are they just doing very minimalist? Because here? they have like a spotlight on him and the Singh brothers. Yeah, and then as you mentioned, the music the, goes on a little bit long. Yeah, it's still a really good entrance. Yeah, and then the the animation on the ramp yeah. happens, and then some point music hits. Yeah, and then they 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 put up his Titan Tron, and he's it's really good. He's figuring out it's how really to hold good. the belt. Yeah, he's not all the way there because at one point he had to sort of adjust his hand a little bit. Yeah, he needs to he needs that fluid. Yeah, it'll uh, come. Anyways, it was a fun enough match. Like it's yeah. not like they're gonna these guys are gonna put on. This is probably like a seven minute match. Yeah, um, it wasn't that long, but that was good. Like you don't need you don't need more than seven minutes of Mojo Raleigh versus Jinder Mahal, so I like that. Um, and uh, of course, the Singh brothers, they uh, oh they introduced Jinder also. Yes, um, they interfered a little bit. They were distracting to Mojo Raleigh that allowed Jinder Mahal to, to pick up the win with his finisher. What is it called? The Coloss. Yeah, Coloss. And then uh, he did a promo afterwards. I like this promo. It was a good yeah, promo. me too. I like they always the 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 team, the production knows how to direct his promos. They really know when to go in for those close ups, mm-hmm. when to pull out. Um, I said pull out, and uh, yeah, these are really good. I really like these things. He's got a great, he's got a very expressive face. He does, and he didn't sound like he needed uh, uh, holes. Oh yeah, he didn't sound like he needed uh, some sort of cough drop. Anyway, so that was good. Uh, next up, we had a Shinsuke Nakamura video package. Uh, I pretty much just skipped through this. I didn't watch. Oh, that. they had somebody uh, sure great. painting, um, intercut with uh, kind of a remix of his song with some uh, clips from matches. Do yeah. they have to be so literal with the artist thing? They should apparently they the think they need to painting. You know, there's all different forms of. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's all sorts of different forms of art. I am aware of this. Did you know there's different? There's all different forms of doctors too. <laughs> Why are they doing just painting? I don't know. <laughs> like, God damn, man. I didn't even notice the painting shit because I was like, oh, it's a recap. I don't need this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the clips were from uh, his NXT matches. I am an artist. And it just, they, really? You're a painter? And they showed, uh, like, a lot of the stuff, you know, during his... 
they showed a lot of his stuff from his entrances, and it was all his NXT entrances, when his, ex- when his entrance was perfect. Yeah. Before oh, he got brought yeah. to Maine, and they had to mess with it. They have to mess with it. They had to meddle with it. And I really paid attention to it last night. I'm going to talk about this now, because this bugs me. Yeah, do it. So, you know, in NXT, they'd have the waveform pop up with the guitar riff. It'd be on all, all the panels. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then um, after the guitar riff, before the beat kicks in and the violin really comes in um, with the melody, they'd have all these kind of like mm-hmm. red, red yeah, sparks yeah, yeah, pop yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all gone now. It's just completely, there's no light. He comes out when the, the, the violin... Wait, says when the quick, guitar stuff happens? No. There's nothing? After, after the guitar stuff, there's one single uh, waveform that's going. After the guitar part ends, while the song starts to build, um, there's nothing. All the lights are out. Nothing do, on the tight Do they do the strobe on him when he comes out? Yes. Okay. That's still there. Okay. Um, but that's when the melody starts. Oh. Because before, when the, the violin did the, the quick kind of, I don't know what the exact term is. Yeah, that. Yeah, the fall. And his name would come across. The yeah, right. It was great. Yeah. That doesn't happen until after the strobes end, after the strobe lights end. So his name doesn't come up with the... What's the point of anything in life then? I don't know. What's stupid? I know. The name fell with the, the violin. It was Cascaded perfect. in. It was perfect. It was beautiful. It was perfect. What are they doing, man? Now he's got two uh, pyro moments. That's still there? Yep. God damn it. God damn it. No. Stop with the pyro. It's pyro. Unnatural. First pyro uh, happens when his name comes on the titron. <sighs> and then the second when he's in the ring. It just sounds odd. Yeah, it, it does. It sounds awkward. That's stupid. His, his entrance was so perfect in NXT. A, I am an artist. Does not necessarily equal painter. No, anyways. sort of like if you're a doctor, does it mean you're a medical doctor? <laughs> I like you keep going back to the doctor thing. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. I am, I am a doctor. <laughs> I am a doctor, really? I've got a sore throat. What can you do about it? Nothing. I'm a doctor in thugonomics. <laughs> um, Randy Orton did an interview. And uh, he said he talked to some legends like his dad, Ric Flair. And I didn't know, oddly, I didn't know Randy Orton and Charlotte were brother and sister. Oh, he forgot to put a comma between his dad and Ric Flair? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, he said, I talked to my dad, Ric Flair. (laughs) Um, No, he obviously meant Bob Orton Jr. Yeah. Uh, So he talked to, yeah, Bob talked to Rick. And he talked to Harley Race. Probably before he broke both of them. How did he break his legs? I don't know. God, that's horrible. This happened at his home. Jeez, man. I know, that's rough. God, wow. Anyways, um, Randy Orton uh, said, action speaks louder than words. Profound. Profound. I wonder if any of them are doctors of, like, you know, the philosophy. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Because that's very profound. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he said, money in the bag, I'm going to do whatever. Uh, then we had, oh, oh, so let me ask you this. So during what? the Fashion Files, what were they referring to when they were talking about the, the cologne last week um, during the uh, the Fashion Files? You know, they're off Yeah, they all... found the cologne. Yeah. But then I thought this week he said, I, I did a taste test. There's no boys and there's no lab. So I did a taste test. And was he trying to say that it didn't belong to the colognes? I think so. Okay. I didn't really understand the point of that. Maybe they were moving on to a new... I think so, yeah. A different... Okay. They were moving on past that case. Okay. That's fine. 
Anyways, um, then we had, speaking of the clones, we had the clones versus the New Day. The New Day uh, pretty handily took care of the clones. Yeah. Um, then the Usos came out and dropped a promo on the New Day. I actually kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. I'm liking the, the, the Usos. Um, not sure what they're going to do with these tag titles. Some tells me they're going to put them on the New Day. I think, I don't know. I think they will at SummerSlam. Oh, there you go. SummerSlam, huh? Could you see? I wonder if they'd maybe do a three-way dance. They could. I thought that, too. Could be. That would be the one. But we still have move. we still have two pay per views between now and SummerSlam, so I don't know if they're going to wait that long because we have Money in the Bank, we have the Battleground in July. Really, we have a Battleground? Yeah. Mm. And then SummerSlam in August. Mm. Battleground. Well, I don't know if they're going to wait that long. I know. I wonder they're going to do the Fashion uh, the Fashion Police next week. Has me curious. All right. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Sammy Zayn then gave an interview that was interrupted by Baron Cor- Corbin. I'm Baron now. Commentary is a spot commentary. Oh yeah, Sammy said he's going to be on, uh, on commentary for the main event. I do not like Sammy Zayn in this current. In, in this, in the, I, I don't like the. I was watching a lot of tape, and the thing about everybody is that they, they've all got their little things, even AJ Styles. Even, but the one guy who doesn't is just get shut up. Shut up. God, what is that? What is that? What are they doing with this guy? What is that? Did somebody say he needs, like, a character or something? Did somebody say he needs to all of a sudden be that annoying guy who talks way too much and overanalyzes everything? Because that's what he's doing. What do you I think know. about this? No, I, mean, I don't like it. I'm not into it. It seems like they could have come the up with a better... The thing about Shinsuke is it's charisma. You can't figure it out. What does that even mean? You'd think they'd be able to come up with a better idea. You and Shinsuke Nakamura had an amazing match in NXT. It was fantastic. Yep. It was like a match of the year candidate. Yep. It was so good, and now you're talking about it. I can't bring him out because of charisma. What are you even talking about? What are you going on here for? Yeah, that that whole that whole bit didn't make much sense. It didn't. It was he didn't all. Re- did he even reference their match in NXT? He said that he's been in the ring with all yeah, of them. That's what I thought. And so he didn't like directly reference that he was in there. I but I think he did because when I first heard him say it, I was like, "What are you even talking about? You fought this guy before." And then I listened to it again this morning, and he does kind of reference, like he doesn't omit that from history. Um, but he doesn't make a point of saying that he had been in the ring. He didn't Shinsuke. say, I had an epic battle with this guy. I know what he's all about, but he's, he can change up his game, you know, better than anybody else. That kind of thing. Like, you know, being in there with him and a bunch of other guys is yeah, going to yeah. throw everything off. There was a million different ways he could have said this stuff. But instead, he starts talking about his charisma, how he can't pin him. I don't know who's writing this crap for Sami Zayn, but it's a bunch of bollocks. Be honest with you. Mm-hmm. See, YouTube doesn't know that bollocks is, a, is like a, a naughty word to say, so I can say bollocks. You don't think so? We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Won't we? Stay tuned. Yes. Uh, yeah, so Baron Corbin attacked him, and I, was, I thought it was great. Yeah. I love Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is, I mean, like his his growth curve has yeah. been geometric. Yes. Exponential. Yes, like that. <laughs> like it's not, not linear. Not this. A curve. It's been like because this. This is he, better. I thought he did a fantastic job on commentary last night. Yeah, me too. He's doing a, he's doing really well. No, I think he's fantastic. I think he's still oh something we got to do. Mm. Power rankings. Power rankings. One, Money two, in the bank. Three, four, winners. Five. Power rankings. Money in the bank. Number five is Sami Zayn. Yeah. Without a freaking doubt, it's Sami Zayn. He's not winning this thing. Well, there's six competitors in six. it. Six. 
Sammy Zane goes. Five is Dolph. Dolph Ziggler. Four. Four. Dude, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Kevin Owens is four. There's only two people I can see coming away with this. AJ and Baron Corbin. Yeah, me too. And I kind of feel like it's Baron. Some people, some people, you can. We've just been see. saying we've been saying Baron for months. We've been saying Baron for months. AJ and Shinsuke. Shinsuke. Shin, yeah. Dark Horse candidate right there. I think historically speaking, uh, uh, everybody else in this match, with maybe the possible exception of Sami Zayn, is pretty well established. Mm-hmm. Um, their position on the card, except for Baron. Mm-hmm. I mean, Baron is kind of t- one of the top heels on SmackDown, but of all the people in it, I feel like he, by winning it, would take would be the largest stride for him. Oh, for sure. Up the card. Absolutely. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and usually when they Historically speaking, not always the case. Whoever wins Money in the Bank is usually more of an up-and-comer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As opposed to someone who's established. Yeah, somebody who's on the precipice yes. of, of that main and event. And I know Shinsuke has been on SmackDown for a grand total of, what, two months? Yeah. He's already like the top guy on the show. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. As we saw in the fantastic main event. Yes. Um, you know what would be kind of fun, though? And I, just, I, just li- I would like this a lot. Is if Sammy won, but Baron somehow was able to take it from him subsequently mm-hmm. down the line mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. after that. But no, Baron Corbin's walking out with money in the bank. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Then we had uh, Shane, and uh, so Shane was on the phone with somebody, probably Daniel Bryan, and he was saying, "Yeah, no, I saw it. Sammy Zayn has got his his butt beat beat by uh, Baron Corbin. He beat the crap out of him." And uh, and then Naomi comes in in a huff. And Shane is like, man, I got a lot going on right now. Well, no, you, you really don't, Shane. Like, you know, you saw what happened. You're not going to do anything about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you can deal with this right now. You're freaking commissioner. Uh, she comes in and she says she wants Lana at Money in the Bank for the women's. And she's like, I'll even put my title on the line. Shane said, are you sure you want to do this? She said, yes. I don't like Lana. She cost me the tag match. The meaningless tag match, and because of that, I'm going to put my title on the line. But she really wants to whip Lana's butt. Yeah. What are the odds that Lana's going to win the title at Money in the Bank? I think the odds are greater that, granted, this all depends on the order of the, the, the matches at the event, that following the match, Stone will cash in Money in the Bank. Ooh, that'd be pretty great. So Naomi wins. And then someone cashes in. That's your contribution there. Okay. Anyways, uh, moving on. We had Kevin Owens versus Shinsuke Nakamura in the main event. Um, who doesn't love this, man? I mean, God, what a massive couple of names here. I know. Baron Corbin's on commentary, too. That was cool. Yeah, did a great job. Um, Nakamura uh, got the win clean mm-hmm. with the Kinshasa. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So who's Kevin Owens going to Third time uh, Shinsuke has pinned Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last three or four weeks. So are we assuming this is going to lead to Nakamura versus Owens for the U.S. title at some point? After Money in the Bank, I would think so. Probably. Shinsuke is probably going to be the new U.S. champion at SummerSlam. Right after he picks up the pin, he starts to celebrate. Baron Corbin runs in and lays him out with the nastiest end Yeah, of that was a great sell by Shinsuke. the living crap out of it. He went... He went so high on it. It was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of at first. I was kind of worried because it looked like he landed awkwardly. Like when yeah, where he landed on his knees too bent. hard. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a great style. He sort of shimmied it, and he was fine. So uh, yeah, no, it was 
it was it was a top episode of SmackDown. It was good stuff. Yeah, all in all, a pretty solid episode. Yeah, B plus, B plus, well, maybe a B. Solid I gave it one hundred percent. Solid B, B plus plus, solid B. So I'm gonna give it an eighty nine percent. Eighty. You can give it like an 85, 86? 86. 86. Larson gives it 86 for a combined total of 87 and a half. Yes. Now, let's go to questions. Yes. Um, Terrence Thompson, um, how likely is it that Lana wins the title at Money in the Bank? He says it's 50-50. It's pretty obvious that Vince is considering giving the championship to Lana. If she wins, Charlotte, as a face, is probably winning Money in the Bank. I'm going to say no. I, I can't believe for a second that they would invest this much time and, might I add, successfully into Naomi only to have Lana in her first I know. singles match I know. win Money in the Bank. That's not. I don't think that's going to happen. That should, that's like definitely I said, I think the happen. more likely scenario, even though I don't think it is terribly likely, is that uh, the, the women's Money in the Bank ladder match winner cashes in. Mm-hmm. Um, that same night after their match. I mean, to be honest, like realistically, and I know it's wrestling. I shouldn't use the word realistically. Lana shouldn't even be able to put up a fight. I know. It, it should be a struggle for her. It I know. Should, you know. It really should. I mean, I, I'm fine with there being, you know, if, if she's able to hang with Naomi, that should be surprising. Yes. And I think that's the route they're going to take. I don't think they should be booking her as if she's on the same playing field. Naomi has come along fantastically. She is a champion. Yes. I think it's me. I think she's great. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Gila Kleiner, champion Alex Ponce, says, what are your thoughts on the white money in the bank briefcase? Looks great. I love it. It's great. Um, Empire of Cleanliness, Andrew Mullen. Do you guys honestly think Mojo could be a main eventer? No. No, I like Mojo. I love. Mojo. I do too. I think, I think he's really good on the mic. Mm-hmm. He's okay in the ring. Yeah, but I think his whole hype thing is that's not a main eventer. That's not a main event gimmick. I don't feel like. No, it's not. And you need some. I, the, one of your favorite words is gravitas. Yes, you need some gravitas if you're going to be a main eventer, and he likes that. Yeah, that's why I feel like he needs to go from mellow Mojo to hype Mojo mm-hmm. immediately. And you know what? It's okay. Somebody yeah. People can have amazing careers and never be real main eventers. Look at The Miz, for example. You know, I know he was a main eventer. He had the, the world title. Everybody panned that, that title run. It was kind of not, you know, great. But he's made an amazing career as an upper mid-card mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's yeah. Cool. Man, he's getting to the point where they're not going to be able to deny Miz being, in, being like a true main eventer. I know. For long. He's so good. Give him another year, and I think... He'll be right up there. It'll be, I mean, it'll be the kind of thing where it's like, it's kind of obvious, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the lunatic cringe, Drew K, Drew Q, sorry. Um, hey, friendos, now that Lana has made her debut on SmackDown, it's only a matter of time until Rusev makes his return. One can assume that it could be at Money in the Bank, but if you guys were in charge of booking, how would you book the return of the Bulgarian Brute? Um, I mean, rumors are he's going to have a match against Shane at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So he'd have to come back and, and ask why, A, he wasn't given his title shot at Money in the Bank. Yeah. B, how come he's not even the Money in the Bank ladder match? Right. And then, you know, just have a problem with Shane because he's not giving him any opportunities to actually even be on the show. Yeah. 
Um, I don't, I'm trying to think of creative ways to sort of to have him come in and make an immediate impact. I was thinking maybe interfering in the Money in the Bank match of some sort, like inserting himself somehow. Taking someone out. Yeah, something like that. Um, Nemo asks, what do you think takes more wrestling talent, like as a pro wrestler, being on the offensive and trying to make the match less of a slog or selling the offense and making the other wrestler look good? Um, I, I would think selling because it helps tell the story. Anytime you're good enough to make the other guy look good, because I think you have to be a, you have to be way better than the other guy to do that. Well, that's not really true. That's not really true. That's not true. Um, but I'll okay. I'll, I'm sorry. I'll put it this way. The best guys can make the worst guys look good. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles and his matches with Roman Reigns, best matches that Roman Reigns have had. Yeah. Roman Reigns is not a great wrestler. No. AJ Styles made him look that way. Because he sold. Because he sold, he sold, he sold, and sold. He sold, and he knows, and he knew how to carry the match. Yeah. And he knew the roles both people needed to have. Yeah. So it's not just like Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler sells. I'm not going to say Dolph Ziggler makes the other guy look like a million dollars. No, bucks. no, no. I think, I think that's part of his, what he's trying to do, but I don't think it always works. When you can, when you can effectively sell... Number one, AJ may, Dolph makes selling look a bit cartoonish. He AJ can. makes it look real. Yeah. He makes it look like it hurts. Um, another thing I noticed, especially after watching these last two weeks with Dolph and AJ, is I don't know if it's always been the case or if it's a more recent development. A lot of the time, Dolph works a slower pace than he really should. Do you notice that? Because his last two matches with AJ, they've both been really fast-paced matches. Yeah. But a lot of the time, Dolph doesn't work fast-paced matches. You think he slows down for his opponent? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, well, it's good. Good observation. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. The Nightcrawler. Hey, friendo. So I listen to many wrestling podcasts. Obviously, Going in Raw is the best of the bunch. Thank you. But one thing that you guys talk about differently than everyone else is the level of scripting and promos because everyone else says every word of every promo is 100% written for every superstar besides veterans like Cena and Jericho. So the Nightcrawler's question is, does this help or hurt the talent? Um, Written promos, I think, by and large, um, don't benefit the talent. Uh, I mean, if, if I was to sit down, if I was to sit down, okay, so let's take a look here. Sami Zayn definitely hurts mm-hmm. because somebody's writing that crap for him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I can't guarantee anything. I have no idea. I'm sure that some of these would be. Roman surprised. Reigns was hurt by those awful promos he had to do. Roman Reigns was dead. Oh my, that's the prime example of when it doesn't work. Um, there are examples of when it does work. Jinder Mahal, if his stuff is being written for him, they're pretty good. I think they're yeah, effective yeah. for him. I'm just saying, generally speaking, if if uh, I think if wrestlers are are given um, notes, beats they need to hit, mm-hmm. maybe they can work with the writers to come up with with a framework and some essential lines. You would think that. Co- well, I'll put it this way: you would think that collaboration. I agree, 100. percent You would think that collaboration would be the best case scenario. Yes. Like, what beats do you want me to hit? What would you like me to say? And then let's work on what I feel comfortable saying and what makes most sense for me to say. Yeah. Um, somebody pointed out on Twitter that uh, Heyman had a strong creative hand in uh, Brock Goldberg. Oh, I saw that, yeah. And and I apologize for not sourcing you. Um, I'm looking at Freddie Prinze Jr. right here staring at me. 
And if it's if he worked with Samoa Joe, well, number one, it wouldn't surprise me if he worked with Samoa Joe in terms of you know the, the what happened on on Raw. But Samoa Joe's promos, it wasn't out of the. There was nothing non-Samoa Joe about what he said. Yeah. And so I firmly believe that there are certain people who simply either take the liberty or have an understanding with the writing staff. I'm just going to write my own stuff. Yeah. And this is, you can take it or leave it. I'm going to write my yeah. own stuff. This is what I'm going to say out there. Yeah. And if you want to fire me, fire me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, I'm sure, I, you know, like Cena. Dean Ambrose. Nobody's writing Dean yeah, Ambrose. Cena, no. Ambrose, the, the guys that have established themselves as strong uh, talkers, mm-hmm. I think they have the leverage because they are so good. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like that, you know, they could go to creative and say, uh, all right, just what, in general, what do you mean to say? It, it's, and then they can go out and do it. It's probably not unlike a lot of jobs where if you're like in a managerial position, you know certain people, you know what you're doing. Just go do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And other people, no, you have to do this and you have to do that. It's probably a lot like that. You know, if you're a writer, it's like, okay, well, there's Samoa Joe. Hey, look, we just need you to get to this point. You know what to do. Yeah. Do you have any questions? You know that Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was that like that. I don't know if it is. But, yeah, I think I, I think what you're saying in terms of, like, by and large, by and large, you'd want a collaboration type thing. Yes. Um, but, you know, also wouldn't surprise me if there's some wrestlers that just show up. Where's my script? Mm-hmm. You know, who they, I guess simply aren't interested in In the that, end, that it all depends on, on what the talent is most comfortable with. Like, I can all, Randy Orton comes off as the kind of guy who shows up, all right, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? I'll do it. You know what I mean? And if it's like, if he's got like a Bray Wyatt to work with, then it's probably a more interesting experience for him. He, they, they probably hand him and instead of pure crap, it's like, oh, this is pretty cool. Okay, this is neat. Yeah. You know? It's and like, maybe he reads it and says, okay, well, let's change this. Yeah, that, that could be. You know? I wonder how, yeah, I wonder how, because he always seems so, I don't, I don't know. His character, by nature, kind of feels checked out sometimes. But then there's checked out, and then there's like, wait, is Randy actually checked out right now? Yeah. Is he, is he actually motivated or not? I can't tell. Yeah, I know. Uh, Brock without the K. Lesnar. Do you think? Do you have faith that Lana can have a great match at Money in the Bank, or will it be crap? I don't think that it has to be one or the other. I think that she can probably have a serviceable match. Yeah. But I don't know. Naomi, it, it's going to be kind of a litmus test to see how much Naomi has picked up from working with people like Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Because will she be able to carry Lana, who's been primarily on the NXT circuit? And working at the Performance Center. Yeah. Will she be able to carry Lana to a good match? Hopefully, whoever the agent is on SmackDown working that program will be able to lay out something that's in their comfort zone. Yes. I hope so. And is effective. I think it'll be decent. Yeah, yeah. I have faith that it can be decent. There is the possibility it's going to be crap. Yeah. Uh, Tommy T. Hey, guys. So a week back, I compared Jeff Hardy's and Shinsuke's indescribable charisma, and Steve said it was kind of an it factor. So my question is, throughout all of wrestling history, who are five other superstars that just had it when it comes to natural charisma? Randy Savage. That that thing of Randy Savage's cannot be duplicated. He was a, he was a unique individual. Yes. Um, he's off the top of my head. Um, the Hogan thing was kind of interesting because it's not, I mean, Hogan was, you know, he, he was manufactured to a degree, but there was something about his intensity that people clung to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even though he wasn't good in the ring. No. Wasn't he really good on the mic? No. <laughs> but there was something there. Yeah. Um, other guys will be at fact. CM Punk, you can't just dress up some guy. 
Alistair Black literally has not said one word. I know. And I'm captivated. And I you know. can't just dress up like as much as I would love to. You can't just dress up like that, grow a big ass beard, cut your hair in a mohawk, get a bunch of tattoos that take yeah. a year and a yeah. half. You can't just do that and you're Alistair Black. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, it's like that dude's got a face on him. That's something else. Yeah. So um Rick Flair. Yeah, Rick Flair. Just something about like his voice, his intonation, his intensity, his intensity, his face. It's all there, and there's there's just something there's intensity about that. I don't know what it is. It's it. Um, King of Hostile Joshua the Dynamic Knight Martinez. Hey, friend, those you guys hear that X Pac claims that Road Dog is basically in complete charge of SmackDown, and Vince kind of stays away from it. What do you guys think about that? Didn't Dave Meltzer? Tweet about yeah. that. Yeah. Instead, that isn't necessarily the case. Huh. I thought I saw that. Interesting. I could be wrong. I've heard his name associated with SmackDown as well. If that's true, then put that dude in charge of everything, man. Because holy crap. That wouldn't surprise me. He seems like a clever dude. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, maybe we've heard that Vince is kind of, uh, there was that West Coast trip around payback mm-hmm. that there was reports that he didn't make the trip. Yeah. To kind of lighten up his workload a little bit, yeah. or at least less travel. So maybe it's a situation where you know he's involved in the creative development throughout the week, but just on the day of the show, mm-hmm. he lets Road Dog kind of take charge. I don't know. I wonder who the equivalent of that would be for Raw if Road Dog is because I know Mike. Well, Michael Hayes is the House of Horrors thing, so I know he's got a heavy hand and stuff. Yeah. Too. I wonder what the. I don't know. Because who are the other? We know we know Michael Hayes is a producer, Road Dog. Mm-hmm. Who else? Um, isn't uh, I know Jamie Noble works backstage. Jamie Noble, uh, Adam Pierce. Yeah, Adam Pierce, uh, Finley. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what their positions are. You know, relative to I'm sure it's a quick Google search. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Timothy Lemieux, 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 Lemieux. Thank you, Lemieux. That's what I was going for. Just wondering how long does it take to edit WGPW and Fun Wrestling? Um, well, last night it took way longer than it should have. Well, yeah, because you had technical issues. Um, generally, generally for the matches, unless we pause during it, I don't really touch the matches. I let mm. them play out. Yeah, no, I don't mess with matches. Um, it's it's uh, promos and stuff with us talking. Even that stuff I try to keep pretty basic. It's pretty much the promos where we have to go and add all the text. Yeah. Um, get the B-roll of the gameplay right so it's consistent and matches throughout the duration of it's, the promo. I mean, honestly, it's, for me, it's the longest thing that I oh, do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the most intensive yeah. thing that I do. Um, and even week. with that, it's, it's keeping it pretty basic. Yeah. I mean, there, the most part. there are weeks when I'm like, man, I just, I wanna, I just don't want any promos. But then I'm like, I gotta get these stories going. Mm-hmm. And we have we have some pretty solid plans in terms of where things are headed. Where things are headed. Um, so yeah, we'll see we'll see how that all shakes out. But it is actually the most intense, work intensive thing to do. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, going in raw world gimmick table heavyweight champion Nick Parsons. If you could book a money in the bank match using one raw. One SmackDown, one NXT, one New Japan, one Ring of Honor, and one Friendo Unified Championship Wrestling Superstar. Who would be in the match and who would win? What kind of matches? Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. So I want Kenny Omega. Okay, from and then from Ring of Honor, who? Dalton Castle. And then from WWE. 
two from WWE. One from Raw, one from SmackDown. AJ. AJ and Seth. Oh, I was going to say Finn. Okay, well, so have then you have Finn, AJ, and Kenny okay, Omega. I like there. that. That's good. And then uh, one from NXT. Alistair Black. Okay. And then one Frendo Unified Championship Wrestling Star. Oh, my goodness. Butch Bacon. Butch Bacon. I was going to go with... Uh, the 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 first Larson Libre champion, Mr. Funrad, Captain, Captain, Captain Fun Captain Wrestling. Fun That's a good answer too. He's got some good moves. He does. Or El Steinero. He's the best. He, El Steinero is the best. The best wrestler never to have won Larson Libre. Mm-hmm. I need a cruiserweight title. Uh, let's see here. Griffin Cologne. Uh, hey, friendos, which WWE superstars do you think would benefit most from a new or reworked theme song? Um, uh, he thinks there's a few uh, that... I uh, think the few that need new songs entrances, sorry. But none more than Becky Lynch. Oh, I like Becky's. Yeah. I like Becky's. Who do you want to see have a new, a different entrance uh, theme? I don't like Dean Ambrose's theme at all. I've gotten so used to that. They're never going to get rid of that, dude. I know. That. But like his whole entrance. And granted, I know it, it kind of fits him to a degree because based on his ring guitar, obviously he's pretty casual about the whole thing. Right. Um, since he comes out in the tank top and jeans. Right. Uh, but he just kind of he just walks out. And his, the thing I don't like about his song is that by the time it builds up and starts going somewhere, it does that ball. Yeah, it starts all over. Yeah, it doesn't. The song doesn't go anywhere. Randy Orton has the most 2007 theme song ever. That heard song is not going anywhere. I know. I know. Not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, they will che- change Dean's theme ten times before they change Randy's <laughs> once. You're probably not disagreeing with that. I don't even know what's Mojo's theme. I don't even know what Mojo's theme is. They should, some give, fast pace. they should give Mojo Sami Zayn's theme. Mojo! Mojo! That's not bad. <laughs> dun, dun. What do you think of Lana's new theme? Um, I actually kind of like it. Yeah, I know. Me too. It's kind of catchy. It's catchy. I know. Uh, I don't even know what Tamina's is. I think we heard it last night, though. Char- I love Charlotte. Charlotte's great. Oh, the remix of uh, Natalia's is Bret Hart's. Yeah, yeah. Or at least it starts out the same. I like it. Like, I really like Carmelo's. Really I don't think they, they kill it. They they do good on the. Yeah, for the most part, they do really, yeah, really good. I don't good have any, job. I'm just looking at the SmackDown notes, but I don't have a problem. AJ's theme is great. I like the Bullet Club's or the Club's theme. Yeah, I like that. I like Top Guy's theme. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the only theme I didn't, the one thing that the one theme I thought was just out and out not good mm-hmm. was the uh, was the Wesley Blake. But even on last week's NXT, it was something different. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the most part. I, I don't find anything special about Drew McIntyre's. And no. that's a bummer. No, but I think that'll change. You think it'll change? Yeah, I think so. They can change it? I think they will. All right, let's take a couple more questions. We're going to do some trivia. Uh, uh, Hamza Halal. Something I love to do was watch wrestling that I wasn't around for. One of my favorite eras to watch is the Attitude Era for many reasons. Something that always fascinated me was whenever Austin would hit the stunner, the crowd would literally explode. They would go insane. It looked to me that people bought a ticket just to see Austin hit a stunner. That's that is true. true. Yeah. Do you think any finisher today can reach that level with any WWE talent today? And if so, which one? 
I mean, the RKO is close. I'd love to. Yeah, the RKO is, is that. And the, Jack Dolan mentions that, that in the in the in the response to Hamza. RKO is close. RKO is close. I'd love to see the Black Mask get there one day, man. I that'd be pretty that neat. Ever, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but that'd be pretty cool. Um, there's, I mean, because yeah, I mean, there's a lot of finishers these days aren't. I mean, Dirty Deeds is pretty definitive. You know, part of it too is is not just. Stone Cold was was doing the stunner. It was generally who he was doing it to, and 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 the number of times he would do it normally on any given Raw, mm-hmm, which yeah. is usually upwards of three, <laughs> if not five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. would just come out in the middle of the show and start stunning everybody. Yeah, and I think great. that's what it was. Yeah. It's not just that he would do it; he would do it a lot. Yeah, and he would do it to Vince. He would do it to to The Rock. It he was, would do it, it to, to Triple H. It was to comedic effect a lot too. Yeah, because yeah. like people that he'd be celebrating with. You get a stunner. And everybody sold the stunner great. If they did. Great. They did. And you always knew the cue for when a stunner was about to happen, too, is like if they mess up their beer, if they don't catch a beer. I mean, Jericho had a couple of classic moments where he would, you know, mess it up. If, like, they'd do this or they'd, like, you know, put a pinky up maybe when they drink it. Yeah. Anything that wasn't, like, badass deserved a stunner in the eyes of Stone Cold. Yeah. Oh, I gotta watch an older Raw now. Yeah, that's great. Maybe episodes of Raw, he just come out and just stun everybody. Yeah, and it was great. Oh, people I know. People wanted to see that. Yeah, people want to see the stunner. It's fantastic. And unless Randy starts coming out in the middle of shows and just RKO's everybody, I don't know if that's the closest move we have today. And unless and I don't ever see it get into that situation where he'll just come out in the middle of the show and just RKO everybody. Yeah. It doesn't fit for his character, anyways. No, it like doesn't anymore. Was so was so unique, unique in yeah. that regard. Um, I mean, the only guy I can kind of I can maybe think getting to that level of interest in seeing him do that would be Kevin Owens if he ever like went super face. And when I say super face, I mean become like a mega heel and then turn face because yeah. then you'll be huge. And if he had a finish that was as crisp and quick quick as the stunner. Now the thing about the stunner is is Stone Cold could give out five of them in oh, yeah. 45 Just seconds. Oh, yeah. out, yeah. Whereas a pop-up powerbomb takes time. Right, exactly. Most and somebody has to, like, really work for it, too. I guess the only finisher today that could be that quick is maybe Dirty Deeds. Yeah, I, in my head it was Dirty Deeds, but I don't see Dean Ambrose ever getting into this. No, you need someone... Uh, People pop when he does it because you know, know. what's coming. Yeah. You need someone that can do a super kick real mm-hmm. quick and yeah. make it devastating. Yeah, that's true. Like Dolph Superkick was booked for a while. Yeah. Nicholas Grosskirth has a good question. On table for three with Flair, Orton, San Martino, uh, Flair said that he has been champion for twice as many days as Cena, roughly. I think he said it was, he said somebody found on the internet, he found on the internet, somebody says like 3,800 days, and Cena has been champ for like uh, 1,800 or 1,500. Mm-hmm. Like well, in the 80s, Flair had, I think, at least three reigns of more than a year. A lot, Yeah. Um, so Nicholas's question is, what's more important, the number of days as champ or the number of reigns? Well, I think the, the, the business is so different now than it was, especially in the early days of, of Flair's championship pursuits. Right. Because I think back then, in the late 70s, early 80s, it was more important to have the belt for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's the case anymore. Right. But I think when people do have long reigns, it makes it more special. Yeah. Like yeah, when Punk yeah. had that really long reign. Yeah. It was really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think... Right now, the way the business is built is is belts are just another thing to utilize to tell stories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, you know, usually 
you know, you put your, your top belt on your top draw. Yeah. Um, but in the end, I think that's more the case is our belts are used to, to, as, a, as a, to help tell stories. Whereas, you know, when in the territory days, you need that belt on, on somebody so he can go from city to city mm-hmm. to draw. To draw, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, because you can look at a guy like JBL, who in retrospect, I, I, I appreciate what he did and who yeah. he was and stuff. But you'll never classify that as like, oh, his classic championship run, JBL, you know. You're never really going to say that about him. Like, oh, he was one of the great champions. Yeah. And then you take a guy like Brock Lesnar, who I think you can consider he is one of the great champions, and he's never even around, you know. I know. And it's like, so can you really really say, oh, he's been champion for 600 days if he's only around for like, you know, 100 of those? I know. So, I don't know. It's It's kind of all over the map. I definitely think that... You know, uh, if if Jinder's title run ends at SummerSlam, which it probably will, or before, you know, you're ne- I, you're never really going to say, well, Jinder Mahal, he was a great champion. He would need several title reigns, yeah, for that to to even come into question. Unless he somehow held the belt for 450 days. If he held it for 450 days, you you know, maybe. Although a lot of people equate him with JBL, so I'm not sure. <laughs> my my comparison might not have been out there. Um, we got a package here from Cliff Davis. Nice. You guys can send us crap at uh, P.O. Box 1814, Orangevale, California, 95662. It's in the description as well. This is well-packed. And put some stuff. We got Stinger right there. We got that the other day. We got drop Falling Bray Wyatt right there. Oh, that was phone. That was your phone. Uh-oh. Looks like it's in okay shape, though. There we go. You got it. Oh, man. The bounty? Yeah. A bounty has been had. Oh, man. Mountain Mike's Pizza sent me an email. Try our pizza cookie dessert today. What are these? What are those? We have some. What are those? Like some maple candy. In the shape of a maple leaf. Got... Freddie Blassie. Whoa, look at that. Oh, that's great. Bobby Heenan. Oh, my gosh. These are like classics. Here, read letter. I'll read letter. Read that one. We have Slam Bam. What the heck? A DVD. Pro Wrestling at its best. Uh-oh. Uh, hey. Oh, man. Oh, wow. The Wrestler. Holy crap. Look at that. With Vern Gagne. That's fantastic. Look at that. That's awesome. Holy moly. We've been waiting to see that for a while. Cliff here says, Just a quick note to say thank you for making my weekday commutes bearable and weekend chores a lot more enjoyable. Even being a subscriber, I feel like I'm getting a lot of bang for my Patreon bucks. I hope that a few of the, these flea market finds a good home with you and the uh, going in raw set. Keep up the great podcasting and thank you again. Cheers from the country of Stampede and Maple Leaf Wrestling. Oh, you know. Thank you very much. And he has a picture of Hulk Brother and Siskel and Ebert. Cool. What is that? WrestleManiac? It's Rey Mysterio. It's like a, a thriller. Oh, look. There's a woman... And then we have the Jesse Ventura story, the movie. 
<laughs> oh, really? What? Is, who is starring? What the, well, who's starring as me, you know? Doesn't say. Well, there's credits, but I don't know who plays who. I, mean, I don't know else who the WrestleManiac is. Oh, man. Mm. This is cool. Got an Ultimate Warrior. Oh, whoa, look at that. Glass. Holy crap. Remember when you used to get those things like Burger King and McDonald's? Oh, I know, man. I still have some of those. Those are great. I have, uh, Indiana Jones one from 84, I think. It was amazing. Whenever Temple of Doom came out. And have a Muppet one, too. Nils, I wonder who Nils Allen is. I've never heard of him before. Neither have I. It's a great name. Oh, well, thank you very Nils much, Cliff. Alan Stewart. That was great. This is a lot of good stuff. This is like a bounty right here. Can we, can we do a review of The Wrestler? We've been wanting to see this for years. Heck yeah, dude. We'll watch that. They probably, I think it's on YouTube. Oh, I think well, it's just straight up on YouTube. We, we have, have it on DVD, DVD we now. Like we can have a viewing Is party. that the Criterion Collection version of it's The Wrestler? the Platinum uh, Collection version. It has special features. It doesn't detail what they are, mm. but it does say special features. Trivia quiz. Oh, can we do this for trivia? Oh, you have to watch the movie first. This amazing episode features footage never before seen as D'Lo Brown faces Shane Douglas and Johnny Swinger. Wait, who's Johnny Swinger? I feel like I should know that. It's Cape Corner thing. That's great. Chris Sabin. Oh, wow. Chris Sabin versus Eric Young. And then Andre the Giant versus Bobby Roode. Uh, I'm just joking about that one. That's great. That's cool. Thank That's you very much. That's all great. Time for trivia. Time for trivia. Today we're going to do first. Attitude Era and Modern Era. Yes. Start off with Modern Era. Good. That's what I have too. Who was forced to retire after losing to The Undertaker at WrestleMania 26? Shawn Michaels. Yes. You're retiring now, Shawn. What superstar was in Michael Cole's corner for his match with Jerry the King Lawler at WrestleMania 27? Uh, it was in the, uh, Austin. Jack Swagger. Oh, that's right. Austin was a guest ref. Yep. <laughs> what superstar among John Cena, Triple H, and Randy Orton left WrestleMania 24's triple threat match as champion for the WWE title? It was Cena, Triple H, Orton who left as champion. Cena. Uh, Orton. Damn. Who was cruiserweight champion when the title was retired in 2008? Who's cruiserweight champion when the title was retired? Jamie Noble? Hornswoggle. That's right. Stupid. During his reign as King of the Ring, who served as King Booker's Queen? Um, Charmel. Queen Charmel. Queen Charmel. That's right. Um, uh, what was the one-word name for the pairing of Beth Phoenix and Santino Morella during the summer of 2008? Beth Phoenix and Santino Morella. I don't know. Glamorella. That's stupid. The modern era is dumb. Bunch of idiots. Moving on to Attitude Era. I'm going to clean out. We got two. I have two. You have zero, right? Um, yes, I have none. What city was the location for WrestleMania 14? Austin versus Michaels. It was Boston. Very good. Um, who did Vince and Shane McMahon defeat in the ladder match to gain control of WWE at the 1999 King of the Ring pay-per-view? 
1999, who did they defeat? In the latter match, the game control of WWE. Which pay-per-view? King of the Ring 99. Steve Austin? Yes. <laughs> You're on the board. <laughs> Being pretty obvious. Uh, against what member of D-Generation X did Shane McMahon successfully defend the European Championship at WrestleMania 15? X-Pac! X-Pac! What four-time Cruiserweight champion also teamed with Paul London to win the WWE Tag Team titles in July 2004? The Brian Kendrick. Billy Kidman. Oh, what? That's stupid. That's what it says here. The moops. <laughs> what superstar would ask an opponent's name just for fuck's sake? Only to interrupt the answer exclaiming, it doesn't matter what your name is. The Rock. Wrong. Ken Shamrock. 85 for me. Who delighted the WWE Universe and disgusted opponents by stuffing his Mr. Socko sock puppet down the throats of competitors? Mankind. Okay. So, so you I get, get three. three. Jeez, bleeding over here, man. I'm bleeding answers. One. That's a crap one. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, another good one. <laughs> we have Trish. Trish in business attire. <laughs> we have Ooh. Terry Runnels. At the beach, ready to go. And we have Billy Kidman. Ah, F you, Billy Kidman. You, ugh. Gets Billy Kidman. Taz. I'm not the man with the plan. Back to my winning ways when it comes to trivia. I guess so. Whatever. This is not the ultimate wrestling trivia challenge. That is k What are you doing down here, for, Freddie Blassie? Get your head out of his crotch, please. Thank you. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Yes. We will see you uh, tomorrow for 205, 205 Live. 205 Live is definitely And NXT. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Goodbye. Everybody. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com/live. <laughs>